And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. My name is Tony Clement. And Happy New Year 2024, kicking off in style our first program of the new year. Tony, I trust you had a wonderful holiday season. I did. Yes. Thank you. Happy New Year to you and to all of our listeners as well. Great to be in uh, the new year. So we'll have a bunch of great shows for you. I'm sure we'll keep lining them up. But uh, yeah, I had a very restful holiday. I know you uh, took a little trip, Jody. Yeah, we took the, well, we did the typical family stuff, in-laws, multiple Christmas dinners. We also went to Cleveland Browns. Well, no, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. Sorry, okay. I was just, you know, just called a preamble, you know. Oh, but, sorry, uh, sorry, we, sorry. We, we, we took the kids to Niagara Falls for a couple days. That was their gift uh, for Christmas. They really enjoyed that. Went to a water park. And then myself and another friend, Chad, went to the Cleveland Browns game because uh, Cleveland from Niagara Falls is not that far, about three no. and a half hours. So we drove down um, last week. And saw the Joe Flacco show yeah. live in Cleveland as they clinched a playoff spot by defeating the Jets in front of almost seventy thousand people. And <laughs> very exciting. it was uh yeah, it was amazing. So my second second game in Cleveland, third Cleveland game in total. I've been to Detroit. I know I've got a ways to go in terms of NFL attendance uh, to keep up with you, but uh Cleveland's uh Cleveland's a great place to watch a game. Have you ever seen a game in Cleveland? No, I have not. I saw the yeah. Browns play in Pittsburgh once. And I'm sure, I'm guessing Pittsburgh won that game. They did win that game. And uh, if you know anything about, I think it's called Three Rivers Stadium or whatever yes. it's called. Uh, they don't allow anybody to wear a jersey from another team. <laughs> yeah. So there weren't a lot of, there might have been, might have been some Cleveland fans, but they were not showing their colors. Well, it's funny because I I was wearing uh, I have a pair of uh, white and green Air Jordans and I wore them down to the Cleveland game and of course they're playing the Jets right and their colors right. are white and green and I said to Chad I go you watch someone's gonna say something about my shoes and sure enough in the midst of the second <laughs> quarter I think this woman's getting out of our row she looks down at my shoes she's like you're you're not a Jets fan, are you? I go, no, no, no. I go, no, I just, there's, they're just my shoes. But then I, I leaned over to Chad and I said, I told you, I told you. Yeah. You gotta be careful, man. You gotta be careful. Were you not wearing any Cleveland Browns paraphernalia? Oh, yes. I had, yes, okay. I had, uh, I had my Browns hat on and okay. I mean, I just, it's just, it was just hilarious. But yeah. uh, the thing is, so they did this thing where they wanted to, so they wore their white uniforms that night. I don't know for oh. those of you that watched the game, you might have seen. So they, and then they wanted to white out the stadium. So they encouraged everyone to wear their white Browns gear. Well, I don't have any white Browns no. gear, so I'm like, okay, I'll go to the go to the pro shop at the stadium and then see what I can find. And I guess I should have known better. There was nothing white left in the entire stadium. No, no so no. it was, uh, yeah. I ended up just getting a hat. Um, jerseys are. Yeah. First of all, they didn't have any Flacco jerseys. Those are hard to find. Uh, right. Secondly, the jerseys that they had there were like 
250 American. They're, they're, they're like, so expensive now. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was fun. I mean, I've got, and the thing is, I was like, oh, should I get another jersey? But I have four jerseys here yeah. at home. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. so I don't really yeah, how need How many jerseys one. do you need, right? Exactly. That's right. Yeah. But, uh, but no, overall, amazing time. Awesome to be there. Uh, people said they saw us on TV. We were four rows up in the end zone. So great seats. And nice. I uh, would encourage anybody that hasn't been to an NFL game, you should go. And if you, you can, go. go to Cleveland. It's worth it. It's, go to uh, an NFL go- game and go to a U.S. college game, too. They're great. Yes. Yes. It's a lot uh, of fun. It, yeah. Pretty amazing. So we had. Yeah. Uh, we had a blast. I was going to ask you too. How many Christmas dinners did you eat? Like how many turkeys, oh, or if any? I had uh, at least three turkey dinners. Wow! And a couple of lamb dinners too. We had lamb oh, a couple of nights, and um, what else? So we and we had some um, some chicken pot pie kind of stuff, like tortier, except chicken. And, uh, yeah, so yeah, it was mostly meals at home. I didn't, didn't go out a lot. I didn't go out for new year's Eve. Uh, uh, my wife Lynn was uh, feeling, uh, she, she's got the flu bug that's going around. So we canceled our, we had dinner plans with some friends, but we canceled that and just, uh, took it easy. I don't know if you did anything new year's Eve, probably were just with the kids and just taking it easy too. And, uh, yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, nothing, nothing much for New Year's here at all. Uh, we were still like kind of coming down from the multiple days in Niagara Falls. We got back yeah. on the Saturday. New Year's was on the Sunday. It was just kind of a relaxing family time. And sure, but uh, but but overall, you know, it's been uh, it's been a good holiday. But excited for for twenty twenty four. And during this program, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, including multiple multiple elections. I am officially happening. running. For President of the United States. There. So we, we've going to address that. We're yes. going to address a bunch of other stuff. But first, this program each week is brought to you by Municipal Solutions, our presenting sponsor, John Mutton and the team doing a wonderful job there. And Tony, I know you can share a lot more about what they do. Yeah, they're ramping up again for 2024. Municipal Solutions, Ontario's leading MZO firm. Great for all of your municipal solutions and needs, uh, development services, project management services, development approvals, permit expediting, planning services with municipalities, even things like our engineering services and architectural services, and minor variances and land severances for everything you need. Municipally, go to municipalsolutions.ca and the John and the gang will help you out. And uh, we continue to be sponsored by the Harris Legacy. Yes, the Harris Legacy Reflections on a Transformational Premier. You can find that at theharrislegacy.ca, that book. You can also find it uh, at all the major bookstores. It's, it's, an, it's a bestseller, Jody. It's uh, doing really well. So good, good, for, good for Alistair Campbell, who uh, was the editor of that publication. Uh, we are living in Mike Harris's Ontario today. And there's a series of essays in that book, including from David Frum, Jack Mintz, uh, Gordon Miller, David Hurley, and others. Uh, and uh, yeah, you'll learn a lot about uh, Ontario politics from 30 years ago, but how it continues to impact us today. Go to theharrislegacy.ca to learn more. And if you enjoy this show, Jody, you'll I, we think you'll love the podcast Not Reserving Judgment from our friends at Canadian Constitution Foundation, which is a charity dedicated to a freer Canada. 
In each episode, hosts Josh DeHaas, Joanna Barron, and Christine Van Gein update you on the latest legal news, tell you about legal stories that you might have missed, and give their bad legal takes of the week where they take a lighthearted look at legal opinions that didn't quite land. Not Reserving Judgment isn't just for lawyers. It's a show for all Canadians who care about their rights and freedoms. The hosts aren't afraid for controversial topics, and I can attest to that. They've tackled all sorts of issues, both here in uh, and in Can- uh, throughout Canada, but also around the world as well. And uh, yeah, and also uh, th- these guys, uh, actually Joanna and Christine wrote this book, Pandemic Panic, uh, which is also a bestseller, so good for them. You can find Not Reserving Judgment wherever else you get your podcasts. Download the latest episode today. And just a reminder, we are on terrestrial radio every Saturday morning uh, at uh, Hunters Bay Radio, huntersbayradio.com. You can find this podcast and many other worthy podcasts. There. Now you need to take a break. Probably take a big deep breath take, after take all a that. Breath. Yeah, exactly. So we were talking, yeah, we were talking earlier about 70, you said 70 elections happening around the world this year. And of course, I would say the biggest one over facts (laughs) is, you know, people will be watching the U.S. one, I think, most closely. Um, But let's, let's, I just, I'd be interested. I mean, this whole, you know, we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum, you know, with Donald Trump and the situation there and. It's it's almost like, you know, because the reality is, is he continues to gain popularity within within the party itself. And I'm, I'm guessing you, you can probably share more about this than I could. But from what I'm seeing, it's almost like, for example, that with the situation that happened in Colorado there uh, was it yeah. Colorado where they said that. Yeah, like that just galvanized not only yeah. his people, but I think it upset others as well as if yeah. they're, you know, to say. You can't tell us who we're, we can or cannot vote for, even if they weren't Trump people, right? It's That's exactly uh, it's, what happened there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's like, you know, I mean, like, I just, it's funny to say, but that guy, it's like, he is just, you know, Teflon Don, really, is what he is. Yeah, the funny thing is, yeah, a couple of things. First of all, I think they've reversed now that decision in Colorado, as far as I understand it, but they've got another one in Maine that happened like a week ago uh, and they're going to court because the, I think it was the attorney general of Maine or somebody like that who just decided, woke up one morning and decided he's not on the ballot. Uh, and she's a Democrat, of course. So they immediately accused her of uh, just being totally partisan. And so all of this stuff just backfires, right? Like everything is so partisan and weaponized in America that uh, no one trusts the decision makers on the other side. So that's the first thing I'd like to say. Second thing I'd like to say is that, uh, yeah, I've got a friend who's part of the Nikki Haley campaign. Yeah, uh, and so she's keeping me kind of in the loop a little bit on what's going on there. Uh, but apparently, uh, the first up is Iowa in the Republican set of pri- primaries. Obviously, that's a caucus, not a primary. The first primary is New Hampshire. This is all ha- starting next month. Uh, and in New Hampshire, the governor, Governor Sununu of New Hampshire, endorsed Nikki Haley. I think. And uh, I think the governor of Iowa, by the way, endorsed um, uh, the governor of Florida. So, so uh, there's a, there's a bit of, I don't think Trump's in trouble in Iowa, um, but in 
in New Hampshire, apparently it's getting a little bit closer. And I, I was watching some college football yesterday and I was getting the, I guess it was the upstate New York feed. And there was an attack okay. ad on Nikki Haley by, oh, some, really? by some pack or super pack. It didn't say Donald Trump, but I got to figure that if, uh, if they're doing attack ads on Nikki Haley, it's because the, tr- the Trump folks think that she, they, they just want to make sure that she's not a threat. Hmm. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting time for sure. I, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. Any predictions on your part? Well, I think, you know, when I look, I think the top three are obviously DeSant, Trump, DeSantis and Haley. I don't think Vivek or Ramaswamy, I think he's just going for the entertainment value. Those are the only, only four left on the ballot Republican wise. And, um, uh, the only thing I'd like to, I always like to stir the pot with people on Biden and to say, there's still an outside chance that, uh, Gavin Newsom, who's the, um, governor of California might slip in if, if somehow Biden stumbles or something, you know, his health that continues to deteriorate, they can switch him, switch him out and switch, uh, Newsom in, but the time the clock is ticking on that one too. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I just have a feeling I, I'm predicting that that Trump will be a president again. That's my well, that's my prediction. Are, yeah, they're not looking good for Biden right now. And in the key, full, full disclaimer, full disclaimer. Yeah. I also said at one one of our episodes that COVID would be done in a week. So did you say that really? <laughs> oh yeah. When COVID first came out, first came out, we were doing it was one of our first episodes. I said, Oh, this will be done in a couple of days. <laughs> you didn't you didn't say which week though, to be fair. So <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I never said what week. I didn't yeah. say what year, but I did. <laughs> yeah. So we've got the US yes. elections. We've got the elections in the UK, which are likely to be in the fall. We've got the elections in India. Uh, where uh, Modi is going up for re-election. That's the biggest democratic uh, election in the world uh, every time that happens. And there's many other countries. I think Australia is up for election. And uh, I can't remember where France is on this, on their cycle, but uh, uh, there's a lot of, lot of important countries are having elections. And, you know, we'd like to have an election in Canada, but... Uh, uh, Trudeau's hanging on for dear life and uh, trying to make sure that that doesn't happen for another year or so. And I know that you follow this more closely than I do because it's part of what you do. But give us a sense of, you know, other countries, other regions around the world. What what is the political climate in terms of um, right, left, center coalitions? What are is there a theme? anywhere is it still kind of is it a mixed bag or are you know are other countries experiencing a little bit of uh anger over how countries are being run like i'd be curious uh-huh. to know yeah definitely and as you know jody uh last month i was in washington dc for the international democracy union um forum again uh hosted by stephen harper i know you always love it when i mention that i'm with him at these things but uh, there were over 60 countries represented at that and over 450 participants and you get a sense yeah i i think we're in a time where uh people are you know in in a lot of these democracies are getting fed up and uh, you, you can't generalize i mean i think india 
most of the smart money is Modi is going to get a crushing re-election victory. So that that's the, you don't get that same sense of that there. But UK, I think the British Conservatives are in big trouble. They're twenty points behind Labour. People are kind of fed up with the UK Conservatives at this point. Uh, and uh, you know we've seen the constant turmoil in the U.S. and we we know we feel it here. People feel that uh, you know they want they want leaders who are looking out for their interests. In in Germany, you've got the populist right still increasing their vote share practically every election. Uh, they're called Alternative for Deutschland. Uh, and uh, we just had a major change of government in New Zealand where uh, just Jacinda Ardern, the Labour Party leader, was turfed out of office and the National Party, which is a conservative party, was elected there after several years of being in the wilderness. So uh, there's a lot of churn happening, I guess is what I'm saying. And not, not, not everywhere, but in a, in a lot of the democracies where, where uh, governments have held sway for, for years, they're they're in they're in trouble, and um, a lot of it is going to the populist conservative side of things. It's interesting, especially with that Jacinda Ardern. I know there was some other circumstances that led to her being being turfed, but you know, at one point, not that long ago, she was like the golden child in terms of media attention during the the pandemic. Right? Yeah, she was, and uh, and uh, people got fed up with it there in Australia. Um, they had an election a couple of years ago where the conservative government, who who did all the lockdowns in Australia because they were in power, um, that was one of the, one of the reasons, not the only reason, but one of the reasons they lost. And Labor is now governing in Australia, Labor Party. So yeah, the the incumbent parties, primarily, who had to make some difficult decisions during COVID, they're not faring very well. And speaking of COVID, and we'll get back to elections and, and other political uh, topics, but well, this this topic is political as well, but I just wanted to keep in in lockstep with this COVID stuff because I, I love talking about COVID and we haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> we haven't done it in a long but, time. But I, that, I don't know if you saw that article that was out not that long ago about an investigation that had wrapped up. I saw it on Global News, so this isn't a you know, fake story or disinformation, but Global News had reported on it a year long investigation into those rapid tests that were procured from the government. Right. And it turned out that the company that uh, had secured that bid and, and provided the tests um, failed to report all the data. Basically, the, the test, there's a potential or very likely that a lot of tests were inaccurate and they just didn't give all the data. And, and of course, they rushed it in order to get the the contract with the government. And then when the government was confronted, Justin Trudeau simply says, you know, well, we learned a lot, you know, what not to do, what to do during, if there, if we're faced with another, another pandemic, does that, does that surprise you that situation? I, I'm sure you're aware of it, but. No, they they threw a billions and billions of dollars at it. And uh, it, it comes as no surprise to me that some of it was not well spent. Uh, the, the UK government in Britain Ha, is doing a full COVID inquiry, right? And there's all oh, they okay. I didn't hear that. I oh, hear yeah. That. There's all sorts of stuff that's coming out, and they got uh, private WhatsApp messages from the cabinet ministers and Boris Johnson. I think lost his WhatsApp messages somehow. I nobody knows how. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, all sorts of stuff has been dug up there. So, uh, it would look. I, I just think that uh, Canada. 
probably made the same mistakes or more, uh, and uh, every other country did too. So, yeah, but you were we're not having uh, in Canada. We're not having a COVID inquiry, are we? No one's no one's talking about that. We probably should. You know, I, I read I read that article about those tests and I you know, honestly, I all I could think about was, you know, this is just one example. And look, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt, not so much well, I guess I have no choice but to give it to the liberals because they were in power. But um sure, they they you know, nobody nobody knew the full scope of what was going on and and quick decisions had to be made, whatever. I will give them that to a certain degree. But at the same time, they certainly dragged on a lot of the draconian measures that, you know, kept a lot of people divided, a lot of people and kept a lot of people locked down and locked in. And and I think that if, if there was a full inquiry and I'll be interested to see what comes out of the UK, but honestly, I, I, I'd be willing to bet that they would look back and go, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't as severe as we, you know we originally thought. That's just me. That's just my opinion. So um, let me ask you this: like, let's say there's another pandemic of some sort uh, with some sort of uh, new virus that is, you know, unheard of before. It's is brand new. It's novel, and uh, then the government of the day says, "Well, we have to lock down everything again." What what do you think Canadians would do? I, I think they would go along with it. You think they would, eh? I do. I do. Wow. Yeah, because it goes back to I don't know if you remember, like we talked about this um during during the pandemic at the height of it. You remember some of my comments about this. It's like Canadians innately are like this. Okay, we'll lock down for another two weeks, but after that, it is it. And then the two weeks go by. We need you to lock down for a okay, one more month yeah. and that's it. Right. But that's okay. Fine. Three more months. <laughs> yeah. But after that, I'm done. Yeah. I'm getting really angry now. Yes. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I believe it. Tony, I, I like, you know, full disclosure, I didn't get vaccinated at the, at the beginning of this, of this, um, when they did the passport thing. Right. So, like, I remember it was only like two and a half years ago. I can remember being at an event at a golf course. Okay. I was there to play golf. We could play golf. No problem. I had to stand outside. There was me and another guy. I had to stand outside while people were having dinner because I couldn't go in and eat dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about that. Yeah. Like that to me, we look in the midst of it. It was like, I wasn't comfortable with it. I hated it, but there was a lot of people that thought it was okay. And now, honestly, I know a lot of people that were okay with it then that look back now and they go, yeah, that wasn't right. (laughs) Well, but doesn't that then presuppose that people would have a different attitude towards yeah, it. I know. Really- I feel, I agree. I know what you're saying, but I honestly believe that we would still capitulate into that position yeah. of, well, we got to do what the government says. I would love to be wrong. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I would love to be wrong. I can tell you one thing. I certainly wouldn't be going along with it. I yeah. would, I would not at all. So. Well, let's hope that we don't have to. Uh, yes. I mean, that decision again. Well, and it's, you know, it's interesting too, is it just going back to what I mentioned about Justin Trudeau when he said, you know, we learned a lot. I would, I would love to know, like, what did we learn? What did we learn? Because I, you know, if there was another one, what, what did we learn from, from this pandemic that we would apply in the next one? I, I, do you know? Cause I don't. Well, I think part of it is you got to have a lot more stuff on, 
on hand because we had no supplies that were useful, like masks and gowns and other things. That uh, the other thing that I think we should have learned, as I'm speaking as a former health minister, is that the real reason, the real, real, real reason why governments were scared into lockdowns, was because of the lack of capacity in ICU in our hospital. Correct. Yes. Right. And. Yes. Uh, let me just say this, and I, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but our country is growing by a million people a year, right? Yes. Do you think our hospital capacity is growing by a million people a year? Not even close. Not, Not even, even close. close. Just That's, like our I housing mean, isn't, right? Yeah. And, like- and so, so governments have to, I mean, that that was the reason why the lockdown really had to happen was because- they were afraid that if the, things got out of control in terms of people who were needed to be hospitalized for COVID, there would be no, and there was nowhere there actually that did happen. They had no beds available for uh, at times, right? But so, outside of, but you know this as well as I do, that outside of that pandemic situation, and I can give you a local example, and I'm sure you can give your own local examples. There was just a release that went out from our healthcare system, Quinty Healthcare, for four different sites within Quinty, four hospital locations, talking about, you know, the pressures that are on the frontline workers in the healthcare system in Belleville and Quinty and, you know, Campbellford and Trent and all these places. And like, if you, if it is absolutely not an emergency, please don't go to the hospital. Like, I mean, the pressure is there right now. Right now. Yeah. Because yeah. it's flu season and uh, they're, they're, they're getting, getting it in the neck again. And by the way, uh, you know, uh, this is just a statement of fact. It's not a statement of judgment on the Ford government. I think hospitals are getting a 2% increase this year. And yet our population is growing and growing and growing. And so this is a, this is a real problem. Yeah. And I will say too, speaking of population growth, and I mean, we, you know, we have numerous examples of individuals that have come to this country and are doing amazing things and, and we love to see it. But I will say this, and I, you can comment more on this than I could, but it seems to me that the Trudeau government isn't as, they don't, they don't talk as much about the immigration policies that they were once touting all the time at the beginning of this, this most well, recent interesting. campaign yeah. or even the previous one. They don't, they don't seem to, to talk about it as much as they did. Am I right or no? Yeah, I, you could be right. And and uh, th- this is another point I like to make on the economic side of things because we we are uh, we are we have a fairly robust. Well, in comparison to other G twenty countries, not so much, but we still have a growing gross domestic product. But uh, and that's because you know more inputs mean more outputs, and by that I mean. When you have new people coming into the country, they do produce and they do add to our economic activity. But if you look at our per capita GDP, it's declining. And oh, yeah. what, what that tells me is we're actually getting poorer. And uh, and that's not not the immig- that's not the fault of the immigrant, but it's the fault of our economy. And the way it's being managed by the government is not leading to large enough growth so that it can be shared by everybody. And that is going to be a point of contention. I really do I really do think so. So all of these things are happening at once. It's going to be an interesting year, 2024. These issues are not, they haven't gone away and uh, interest rates are still high. Hopefully they'll, they'll glide down a little bit. Uh, that's what I'm sure Trudeau is hoping for. 
but uh, we still have these inherent problems. Speaking of poorer, try taking two adults and three kids to the Sheridan Falls View breakfast buffet. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> prices are prices are jacked up there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Must have been a pretty penny, eh? Well, and you know what? The Starbucks. Okay, so the Starbucks that was in the Falls, the Sheridan Falls View where we stayed, okay? It was must have been like, um, so I, I've, I've come to realize or come to find out just because I know a lot of people that work at Starbucks and some of you that are listening might be like, uh, you just finding this out now? But yes, I did. That there are, so most of the, you know, when there's Starbucks at like the on routes around along the 401, sure, et cetera, sure. in Ontario, yeah. those are typically, let's call them like corporate locations or not corporate locations. They're like um, third party locations. Okay. Like, like they're Starbucks. Yeah, no, not franchise even. They're like Starbucks, but they're not, they're not part of the territory. Right? That's the only way I can describe it. That's like a, it's like a, not a rogue Starbucks, but it's not really affiliated with everybody else in that territory. Kind gotcha. Of thing, if that makes any sense. Okay. Whereas the ones that are right in the community, you know, those are run by managers that report to territory managers that, that you, they have a, you know, an investment in the, in their area. Right. Right. Um, the one that's that Niagara, for example, like I knew as soon as I walked in, like I said, oh, I wanted to get my, you know, scan my app scan to get stars. They don't do that. Their prices were significantly higher, like significantly higher. Wow. And yeah, it's just like, I was just like, this is so anyway, I just, I, I just was like, I'm not coming back to the Starbucks. So the, thankfully there was other ones that, uh, and here's the funniest thing, Starbucks down the road, prices were lower. Like, go, like <laughs> Wow. It's just, yeah. So it was just, it was just funny, but that's a little, that's a little rant I have, but yeah, no, it is expensive. No. It's expensive no, to go everywhere though these days. So. Jody Jenkins knows the price of butter. You, you yes. talked about that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, I do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I do. With three kids, growing yeah. children, it's uh, it, it ain't cheap feeding no. them, and they go no. through it quite quickly. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's that's all I have on that front. So anyway, we should probably wrap up the show, unless you want to say something else. No, no, I'm good. But I and uh, we do have a guest for next week, uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yes, we have. Uh, are we allowed to say who it is? Sure, why not? Let's let's go for it. We can We're going to welcome Steve Pakin. Steve and, Pakin's uh, coming back. This is what I'm going to say to Steve when he comes on. I'm going to. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. And I want to have them answered immediately. <laughs> we'll I'm see. sure he'll be we'll ready see. for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This show each week is brought to you by the crew at Municipal Solutions. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. We certainly appreciate their support week in and week out. And, and you know, it's funny. I was just thinking of, we started this in 19. Is that right? October, November of 19. That is correct. 2019. Sir. Yeah. So we're heading into our fifth year. I know. Or, well, I guess four and fourth well, for sure, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's crazy. Uh, you know, and we're, we're bearing down on 200 episodes. That'll be happening soon. 200 episodes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And we had, you know, we've like, I know last year at this time, I haven't calculated it lately, but I know last year at this time we were at over a hundred thousand downloads. Um, we've had so many guests and it's just, yeah, it's just wild. It's, it's great. Uh, and, uh, apparently the number of podcasts in December that were added to Spotify was down by 11%. So what does that mean? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people, you know, cause people think, oh, I'm going to do a podcast cause it sounds like it's easy and it's fun. Well, guess what? It, it's actually a lot of work. 
and maybe the that the bloom is off the rose a little bit. But uh, we're we're sticking around. We're still going to be on Spotify. We're still going to be on Apple. You you name it, we're going to be there, right? So absolutely, that's going to so. continue for sure. And uh, let me thank uh, Municipal Solutions again. Uh, John Mutton and the gang uh, always there as our presenting sponsor, MunicipalSolutions.ca, and then the Harris Legacy Reflections on a Transformational Premier. You can find that at any bookstore or at the HarrisLegacy.ca, and then Not Reserving Judgment podcast from our friends at the Canadian Constitution Foundation. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcasts. And finally, thanks again to our terrestrial radio sponsors, Hunters Bay Radio. You can find this podcast and other Saturday mornings at huntersbayradio.com. Excellent. Tony, happy new year, and we will do this again in seven days. You betcha.